um, one of the things that we had a chance to see in Haiti um, what, or from the team hearing back was that, that story that you heard over and over again about this guy named Lucan. Uh, that's Lucan right there uh, rocking the awesome fuchsia shirt. Um, and he is uh, somebody who was a translator who went in and was a translator for American groups, American missionaries that went in time and time again. And then when they got down to Soleil, again, a place that a lot of uh, individuals and a lot of humanitarian groups to, and a lot of churches decide to avoid because of the danger, um, he would see group after group of Americans that would go down there and have him translate the gospel in word, but eventually get frustrated with the conditions and bail. That really left a bad taste in his mouth. And he recognized that as a Christian, he could no longer simply be a translator for the gospel in word alone. And what he decided to do was to take the step of becoming the hands and feet of Jesus, that he was going to take into his own hands the opportunity to follow Jesus and step in and look after those no one else would. And so it was such a huge privilege for our team to partner up with him there. The, the thing that we build all this on is the reality as Christians that we have in the resurrection, which says that the word became flesh. Jesus in, became God became man, that he actually made his dwelling amongst us, John 1 tells us. And that reality is something that impacts everything else. That tells us that there is no longer simply something that we can be satisfied with by believing the right words and let the period be at the end of sen that sentence, but instead that it actually leads into action. And so when we're talking about this year, when we're talking about Mission 2015, what we are wanting to do is put out there in front of our church 12 opportunities for you to step into that, to recognize that the, the goal of a Christian isn't to be a spectator warming the bench, but instead an individual that's stepping in. Uh, January was Haiti, and, um, and we had a huge team go to, to Haiti. But as we step into February, we have the opportunity to recognize that God has called us to mission right here in this community. Every month, over 400 families are fed through our, the food pantry here at Manuka Bible Church. And that is something that we want to encourage you to jump in on. There's people that come here and they pack. There's people that go and pick up uh, food from the store. And there's people that actually distribute the food to the families. There's a lot of families that are part of Manuka Bible Church because their first dose of NBC was seeing Christians give food to those who needed it. And it's been really neat for me to, to hear people who are just joining our church, who are just trying to figure out how to plug in. Their goal isn't to get up on stage to be a worship leader. Their goal isn't to jump into the youth ministry. Their first question is, how do I get plugged into the food pantry? That's something that I've heard about. And so the month of February, we're going to be focusing on this and giving you an opportunity and a front row seat to see how in the world you could step into that. When we jump into March, our emphasis and our focus is going to be this building that we've been talking about. And, and as we've talked about, the church is not a building. The church is, is the people within the building. And so what we do is we, have, we are having an addition, a, st a structure that's being added out here, just off here to the west of our building, that's going to be focusing and, and impacting the food pantry and giving them a centralized place where we can have all that stuff being packed on the basement floor. The first floor is extending um, room for our youngest MBCers in the, in the um infant through preschool department and special needs. And then that's the top floor. The second floor is going to be a place focusing on ministries to junior hires and high schoolers. So during this month, we're going to be talking about the fact that we're building blessing, that, that we're not, we're, we're building a structure. Yeah, but that's going to be something that's going to impact the kingdom in this community. And, and it's going to be something that you, we get a chance to be a part of. And so we're going to hear the firsthand stories of those who've been impacted by the food pantry, firsthand stories of those who've poured into the youngest MBCers, and firsthand stories of the impact that's happening in the junior hires and senior hires. 
When we get into April, we're going to be jumping into something that I am so stoked for because we didn't get a chance to do this in 2014, but that's Feed My Starving Children. This is something that is a significant, significant uh, ministry, and we're going to have a multi-pack right here. We're going to kick out all the chairs, and this space is going to turn into a space of packing food for those in the most need. I wanted to give you just a glance at what this looks like uh, for the multi-pack. Take a look. Today, around the world, there's a food problem. There's a little girl waking up in the Philippines with her stomach growling, and a mother in Kenya putting her son to bed without any dinner. And there are people like you wondering what they can do to help, how they can have an impact in the lives of children like these. And there is a unique, tangible way to connect them by volunteering at Feed My Starving Children Mobile Pack. A mobile pack is an opportunity to pack thousands of these sustaining meals in your own community. Mobile Pack has such a tremendous opportunity to bring what we do to people all over the United States and to give them an opportunity to make a real difference. It doesn't matter how old or how young you are. Everybody has some gift that they can give. You get high school kids, you get grade school kids, families, you got the whole works here. It's, it's, it's amazing. I think anybody can do it. We got rice, then there's soy, and then there's some vegetables, and then there's chicken flavoring. And when my husband and I were done last year, it was like, we want to keep going. We want to package more meals. You get such an adrenaline built up. It's, it's not that difficult. I think this is a great chance to volunteer for anybody because it's only giving up two hours of your time. And the difference you can make is sometimes feeding 50 or 100 kids for an entire year. There's not many things you can do in life that you can say, if you only give up this short segment of time, this is the impact that you can have. Feed My Starving Children is unique in three ways. First, we have taken science and technology to create the perfect food for a malnourished child. Second, we use volunteers who come in and package that food, and then we distribute that food through a unique system of embedded missionaries and NGOs around the world. That allows our partners to do the sustainable activities like healthcare, education, business development, the long-term sustainable projects. You have the opportunity to raise the money to help cover the cost of the meals packed. The average person packs about one box per session, which costs around $50. I recommended we take little jars and put them on our kitchen table and every time you have a meal, just think, if we put a quarter in which would pay more than a meal for a child, it just seems so minute. It was a quarter at a time, that turned into a couple thousand dollars at a time. It's a good opportunity to serve and what better opportunity than to feed starving kids. I think it changes your perspective on day-to-day -day living. Oh, this is a fantastic opportunity for our kids in our school. They're learning that there are kids out there that need our help and, and they're learning that helping out is actually kind of fun. Yeah, we're having a lot of fun. This is an effective way for us to do mission work that gets beyond our borders. When you're thinking of other people, you're not thinking of yourself. Well, it's just been a good experience for all of us. And so In what we're going hours, to do, you can bring the volume the down a bit, George. So what we're going to be doing is we're going to be partnering up with a bunch of other churches in this area. This is one of those fusion events that we have where we're bringing in other churches and saying, as the body of Christ, let's step into this and do something significant. And, and the, everyone heard about the whole Ebola um, stuff that took place in the western side of Africa. Well, when those farmers were dying and when those families were dying, those kids were, were going hungry. And not only that, but those fields were being laid waste. 
because uh, no one was tending them. And so there's a huge rising epidemic of hunger on the western side of Africa. The boxes that we pack in August is, are going to go to feeding those kids and impacting those children. And so that's something that we're going to invite you into and step into, and that is in April. Um, the director of Mission 2015 at NBC is Allie, Allie Selk, and so she's going to go ahead and give you a, a heads up on what's taking place in May. Good morning. Um, in May, we are going to be focusing on a place called Living Alternatives. It's a crisis pregnancy center down in Cole City. Um, the reason that we really feel like we want to support um, this place is that it's a Christian-based place where women and young girls can go if they find themselves pregnant and they don't know what to do. They are counseled, they are educated, and we try, they try to get them to make a choice of either having the baby or adoption rather than the alternative. Um, it's a really cool place. I went down there a few months ago and toured, and they're all very nice. Anybody can go look, look down there, and um, they'll take you on a tour. They'll tell you what they do. They have education. They have a room where people can, the women can buy things for um, the kids at a discounted rate. They are getting some medical equipment, um, and so. We feel that this is a place we really want to support in this area, and they're also going to be doing, we're going to be doing a walk-a-thon with them, and um, they're going to be coming and speaking, and we're going to be doing um, the baby bottles that we did last year. We're going to be doing that fundraiser again for them. And then June, June, we're going to be doing something different. We're going to try, um, we're going to support our troops. We have some people in um, the church that have children um, in the military right now, whether they are on U.S. soil or they've been deployed. And so we think that we really want to show them that the church supports them, even though they can't come to church and worship with us every week, we're going to support them anyway. So throughout the month, we're going to be um, hopefully hearing from them via, you know, Skype or whatever we can do. And... Um, you know, really get in their lives and pray for them. And then something else we're going to do is we're going to partner up with a local um, military group, I should say, and they do all kinds of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> Sorry, it's early. <laughs> um, we're going to volunteer with them. So, you know, if somebody needs, if somebody, you know, comes home and they need, you know, their house fixed up, or they need stuff painted, or they need people to bring them meals or something. We're going to partner with this group and get groups together, go down and volunteer. And then July, July we're going to be doing Royal Family Kids Camp. And I think most of you probably know what this is. This is a, um, a kids camp for foster kids in this area. Um, they go to camp for a week. And they just get a week off from being foster kids. They get a week to just play and have fun. Sometimes this is the only time they get to see siblings or cousins because they're in different foster homes around the area. And uh, what's really cool is that you guys can all volunteer. They need people to be camp counselors. And um, I was told that they really need men counselors. And what's neat about this is the counselors are one-to-one. -one. So each kid has a mentor for the entire week that they get to learn from, they get to hang out with. That's their buddy for the week. And it's just a really cool experience. And we'll be going... Do you have those statistics? Yep. Mm -hmm. So the reason we do this is because these kids are from this area, and we feel that we need to plug in and support our kids from this area. And if you look at the foster care statistics, they're pretty scary. Um, over 400,000 kids are in foster care in the U.S., about 50% of the girls are pregnant by the age of 19. 
Um, 74% of the former foster kids are in the prison system. 50% um, are incarcerated with two years of age out, which is huge. Once they hit 18, they're out. If they don't have you know, anybody to support them, you know, what are you going to do? A lot of them need extra support. And 80% uh, of former foster youth are on death row. So these are kids in our these are kids in our area. These are kids we could see anywhere, and we need to really support them and get them um, a positive experience, and you know, get the Lord in their heart. Okay, August, we're doing Great Church Giveaway. This is my favorite. Um, Great Church Giveaway is something where people from the community, people from our church, donate items. We clear out the the area here, and it's almost like Feed My Starving Children. We have tables up. And then people can come in and they can take anything they want for free. They can take as much as they want. And it's just a really great thing to bless the people in our, um, in our area. Because, you know, there's people in our church that have needs. There's people in the area that have needs. And I can't even tell you how many times that I've helped, you know, somebody find a coat that hasn't had a coat in four years. And then I go home and I look in my closet and I have four coats. You know, I have a dress coat. I have a play outside of my kid's coat. And I look at myself going, wow. <laughs> That's a little selfish, right? So, you know, it's really cool to just help people find the clothes they need, or maybe they just want to have some new stuff, you know? So that's a really cool, uh, cool event. And then, like Pastor Dave said, they're hopefully going to be doing an adult missions project also in August. One of the things that um, you need to realize is that many of you have already made a global in impact this morning. Um, one of the things that, as a church, we need to understand is that um, our church support, I, I wish I would have gotten the exact number. How many missionaries do we support globally or, or, or nationally? Okay, about 21. There's about 21 missionaries that our church supports. And so whenever, we're, whenever we give in the offering, you're making an impact that's going global. I mean, you've gone global already today, which is huge. And so, and, but it's easy to, to know that and go, that's really cool, and, and totally ricochet off the reality that, of what's happening in the field, what's happening with those missionaries we support. And so in the month of September, you're going to have an opportunity to get a chance to meet and understand what's happening. When, when, we, when we're giving as a church, where's is that going towards? What, what are the stories? What's, what's the impact taking place on a global basis every week that, that we join together here? What's happening as a result of that? And then we have October. And then in October, we are going to be doing human trafficking. Um, this was a big thing for us last year. And then with that human trafficking, we're switching it from um, November to October because with a group called A21, they have a walkathon. So that's something that I'm excited to get everybody involved in doing. Um, same kind of thing, we'll do, have speakers. We'll, I'm trying to get speakers um, local, and then we'll have speakers that um, work for companies that are global. But the reason that we feel like this is such a big thing to do is, like we talked about in November, this is local. You know, there's when Chris Baker was here, and he was from Inc. 180, and he was talking about Aurora, Naperville. Those are big, big trafficking areas. And that's scary because that's, you know, 30, 40 minutes from us. And nobody's safe. It's not, you know, a thing over, you know, somewhere else. It's here. We need to educate our young girls. We need to educate our young men. And we need to be able to be on the lookout and see, you know, notice things. So we will be doing doing that. All right. One of the other things that was really cool that, that started uh, last year in, in 2014 is we switched from going uh, through Angel Tree um, 
providing gifts for those uh, that are prison inmates. That actually was taken over by a church. A church said, we got this. And so we're like, well, what do we do now? We, we want to we participate and help out with kids that may not see um, any Christmas gifts because dad's out of the picture or whatever. How do, how do we step in and, and, and help that aspect out? And so one of the, the, the things that the team came up with, the, the Mission 2014 team, is they came up with the idea of, well, what, we, we have a lot of folks in food pantry that come through here every, every week or every other week, and they've got some significant needs. And this is a difficult time for them. I mean, end of the year is tough financially regardless of, of gift giving. And so what if we stepped in and we partnered alongside them? Again, a lot of those folks are here at our church. And a lot of those folks will never darken the door of our church, but, but we need to do something with that. And so they came up with the idea of let's do exactly what we were doing for, with Angel Tree, but let's do it for those right here in our community, right here in our church, right here in, in our neighborhoods. And so they stepped in. And so the November and December project is going to be that. And it was so cool. I can't remember exactly how many gifts um, were on that tree. It was a crazy amount. And within one weekend, every one of those families was adopted by you. Every one of them. And so it's just, it, not only is it something that is accessible, but it was so cool to see that impact happening through you into this community. Now, the thing is that we have to understand is that all this stuff, the reason that Allie and I were talking so crazy fast um, was because there's a lot of stuff and there's a lot of stuff happening, but we're inviting you into this. See, the, the trend in, in our culture is to, to, is to go one of two ways. There's some people that they're so busy outside the church they're so busy and they're, they're plugged into sports and getting their kids to here or there. They, they've got, you know, they're going all over the place. Their life is just insane. And so the focus is being busy out there. And then there's religious people. And they're like, well, that's not us. We are not busy people outside. We are not running our kids to a thousand places. We are in the church. And so we're like plugged into church programs. And so it's not being busy out there. It's being focused in here. We got to get to the church. We got to get to the Bible study. We got to get into this, this, and this. That's going to be teaching us about Jesus. And the sad reality is that both of these aren't really biblical. Both of these are kind of goofy. Both of these don't really have a, a reflection of what God has called us to do and be as the church. See, the message of the scripture is not to be busy out there and, and avoid the reality of what Jesus is doing, not to be busy out there and, and being so focused on busyness and stress that, that, that your life is just all about you. And it's not to be huddled in here. Instead, what we see in scripture is let the focus in here launch you out there with a better focus. Let, let the reality of what we see in scripture, what we see in the life of Jesus, do something inside of you that makes you go out. And so when your kids are in sports, you're there, but you have a different filter on. When, when you, when you, and when the opportunities like this come up, you step into them. That is what we see in the life of Christ. That's the reality of the word becoming flesh. Where will you step in this year? Like, where, where will you take a step? The coolest thing that I, I've had a chance to see in our church is in people who said, look, I thought just showing up was, was it. But then this, this is when I, I took a step and was on that one missions trip where I actually started stepping into the food pantry. Not because that makes me a better person, but because I'm trying to emulate the best person. Every month we get around the table, the communion table, the Lord's Supper, and as we do that, what we're celebrating is that reality. The word became flesh. We celebrate the fact that Jesus did not simply allow word to stand alone. That Jesus did not simply just say, my, my word is enough. No, Jesus became man. God became man and made his dwelling amongst us. And so when we take the bread, we take the cup, 
we're celebrating the fact that Jesus, that God himself stepped down in a tangible way and made his dwelling amongst you and me. There's not one single person on this planet that is excluded from that. There's not one person on this planet that not one dark corner where this doesn't go to. This goes everywhere. We celebrate that every time we come to communion. What I want to encourage you to do is this. In a moment here to leave your row, to come along one of the tables around the room and to take the elements, the juice and the cup and bring them back to your seat and spend a moment just reflecting your heart between you and the one who crossed the distance to make a way for you to come back home. Do that now.